Welcome back into Sports 180. Thank you for being with us. With Heather Harrington, I'm Josh Ward. We are here at Frazier's Carpet One today on Western Avenue as SEC Football Media Day's coverage continues this afternoon. Jimmy Hines will be live there. We have coverage online as well. You can find it at 991thesportsanimal.com. It is Tennessee Day along with three other schools. Georgia there this morning down in Hoover, Alabama. As I mentioned, we're at Frazier's Carpet One. You can call them up at 546-4850 as we have called Joe Rexroad from theathletic.com and he's on the radio in Nashville each morning on 102.5 The Game. Joe, we appreciate the time. Uh, what would you say is maybe the, the biggest storyline surrounding Tennessee or what interests you with the balls just a couple of weeks away from now opening up fall practice? Well, I think certainly the quarterback situation is going to be the, the main football storyline. But, I mean, I, I'm glad that today, although it wasn't asked at the podium, of Josh Heupel, I'm glad before the podium session he was asked about the you know the vaccination rate, and he said you know, he made it sound like Tennessee is very close to that 80% threshold. Because I mean, look, Greg Sankey came out yesterday and said it: six of 14 are there. He wants all of them to get there. We know Vanderbilt's going to be 100% because Vanderbilt students that's a that's a mandate this fall uh, to to attend Vanderbilt. But um, you know, forfeits are going to come into play, and so. You know, if you're a to me, that's where you started. I mean, if you're a Tennessee football fan, if you're part of Tennessee football, you want to be on the positive side of vaccinations and and be able to. I think you do you do have a competitive advantage, including more assurance that you'll you know be able to compete each week or not uh, take losses because you didn't get enough players vaccinated. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Joe. Do you think coaches are sitting on the phone calling parents, maybe parents that are on the fence of, about vaccinations and trying to set their mind at ease? Just are, are they basically actively recruiting people to get vaccinated? That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, it, that's really interesting. You know, I think on the NFL level, we've seen a little bit more, um, it's been a little bit more sort of discussed, you know, like, and we, it's different for them, of course, because you have the NFLPA, you know, the union that has kind of gotten involved in that. And I know, like, from Mike Vrabel's perspective with the Titans, he's kind of said, yeah, you know, I, I'm not in the – to paraphrase, he's, I'm not in the position of, like, advocating either way. It just provides the information. Uh, but he knows well, too, that um, the NFL teams that are there, and I think – I want to say the latest we heard was nine teams, I think, have, have reached 85%. They have an advantage. They get to be sitting in the, in the rooms with each other and – uh, do normal meetings and everything, and then again, not have to worry about a uh, player missing a key game or key couple games. Uh, but I, that's a great question, Heather. I'd love to know. I'm sure it's different at different places. You know, like his, like Nick Saban probably has someone do it for him. You know, um, and you know, has the Coke bottle call everybody. But um, but I mean, but but seriously though, I mean, I, I I would imagine there probably would be a lot of discussions like that for families that are that are uncertain um, and just trying to provide as much information as it get to the point of like, please have Johnny get vaccinated. I don't know, but um, clearly Greg Sankey yesterday to me, like Bob Bowlesby a week ago, that felt like a plea more than anything. We're talking to Joe Rexroad, the athletic guy, Tom, I, I totally agree. What have been your thoughts on the big picture conversation with the NCAA? What's happened recently and what the future is for the organization as uh, now we have Greg Sankey being pretty clear in his frustration with the NCAA. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I mean, even Mark Emmert get, gets his favorite three reporters and tells them, 
that he gets it. Like, okay, we gotta <laughs> we gotta change things and basically stop doing so much stuff. You know, um, which but believe me, he did not offer to take a pay cut. But but uh, but you know that you gotta deregulate and, and sort of rethink things. And I think you know it does make sense for some things at least that like the Power Five schools would be doing things independent of some of the smaller schools and it's always been lumped together but you know Sankey sort of talked about that about how like which I loved his comments you know 450 page manual and basically throw that in the trash but he also still rejects the idea of like some sort of you know power five breakaway or something like that I mean the NCAA is going to exist it's it's a member organization but it seems like everyone has kind of settled in on this deregulate uh, don't try to do so much stuff. And, you know, Sankey's calling for like a federal um, outcome for name, image, likeness. I mean, to me, the answer is, is, there, is, is everybody breathing right now? Everybody okay walking around? Is everybody being hurt or is it okay to just let this stuff happen and move on and worry about more important stuff? Um, of course, someone's going to have to get their hands in there and say, no, let's put this structure here, this guideline here. But man, I, I'm, I'm hoping that this, time period right now kind of shows everybody you know we we can move forward like this and still play the games and be happy joe have you sat back at all in in like taking a total grasp of everything that is coming to college sports how it is changing so dramatically with expansion on the horizon name image and likeness here a possible breakaway i mean there's there's just a lot of things going on and i i wonder if there's anything that is going to be detrimental to our viewing experience from all of these changes coming at once? Yeah, that's another good question. You know, I, I do. I mean, for the most part, I think all these things are positive slash or and or necessary. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, again, yeah, you know, I mean, I like the image lightness to me, like I, I feel as good about college athletics as I have in a while because of that. But yeah, you know, I, I think it's a fair question. Like, what are the unintended consequences? I've always rejected stuff like, oh, the the third string guard is going to be jealous of the quarterback. You know, I mean, what, yeah, whatever. I mean, that, there's already a hierarchy of all kinds of things, including earning power in the sport um, in these teams. I mean, everyone in a corporation doesn't make the same amount of money either, right? I, I reject that. And I reject the whole, like, oh, boosters are going to get involved and pay players because, you know, what the heck has been going on. But I, I do, I mean, I do wonder about, to me, like, name, image, likeness has to be it. Like, this is it. You know, if, if people want to take the next step and make this straight up, you know, labor management, unionize, all that stuff, that's where I think you really – are in danger of just spiking the entire model. You know, I mean, it's still college. It's still college students playing sports. It's just that they're allowed to make money uh, on the side, which they always should have been able to do. But I will say that, you know, just the entire model coming under scrutiny, are there lawsuits that come that chip away at things? I mean, the retroactive lawsuit is interesting to me. The 1980s player who says you owe me 1.3 million i've calculated what i made for you based on my play in the 80s and you know i mean do do things like that hold water you know i mean certainly if that's the case then we could have a real problem with the whole thing 
Joe Rexroth is with us, theathletic.com. And, Joe, I mentioned it's Tennessee's day at SEC Football Media Days. One of four, though. You have Georgia, you have Kentucky, and Ole Miss. Their head coach, Lane Kiffin, I think sometimes gets some attention. What do you think is the uh, the expectation? What, what do you expect out of Lane and Ole Miss? Matt Corral's there at quarterback as now they're entering year two. And I think uh, largely expectations will go up for that, that program. Well, is he going to get Arch? We were talking about that today on the show. Is, is Lane going to get Arch? Arch That's the Manning biggest story in, maybe in the next year yeah, in the future college so. football, wouldn't you say? Arch Manning's uh, yeah. decision? Yep. It's one of them for and, sure. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of make kind of kind of adds up that he would uh, follow in Grandpa's footsteps and Dad's footsteps, by the way. And, uh, you know, and uh, th- then you're talking about massive expectations um, for Ole Miss and Lane. But, I mean, to me, I, I think he kind of – I mean, I think last year was a pleasant surprise. I mean, they were so uh, fun offensively. Just the fact that they hung with Alabama in a game and basically scored with them all night until they finally couldn't quite do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the expectations are going to go up for sure. And, um, you know, it's interesting, too, when you think about Lane and you think about Leach. I mean, we were robbed of – I mean, I, I get excited about very little about SEC media days, very little. I mean, you know, like Josh Heupel just talked, it was fine. I, I didn't learn anything. You know, it's a lot of uh, – Heupel is very good at not telling you very many specifics, but doing it in a friendly way so you don't feel bad about it, you know. Uh, but with, with Leach and Kiffin, we might actually have some, some fireworks here. So I'm hopeful – my expectations start there. Like, say some outrageous stuff at these press conferences to make that event a little bit more fun. I know. I was a little disappointed that Leach and Kiffin weren't on the same day. I was like, oh, we can't hear from, but they can't ride the elevator together or the you escalator. You want Leach pulling at Lane's face mask? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, that was hilarious last year. So uh, Mississippi State uh, on schedule for tomorrow. Yep. Yep. I agree. They should do They should shoot. They should do it together, you know, <laughs> like Abbott and Costello. Hey, Joe, what is going on at The Athletic now or uh, coming up for readers to go check out theathletic.com? Okay, i got to think about that. I know I've been working on stuff. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I do have some stuff coming up on a couple former balls basketball players uh, with the draft coming up for draft night because, of course, they're about to go to new teams. But um, Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer, big stuff coming up for them. Working on a Titans player who is in the top 100 of our all-time NFL players. Anybody who hasn't checked that out, we got the top 100, and it's awesome. There's some really awesome uh, features, including you know some some players who have passed away long ago, and some really interesting stuff that I've learned about a lot of guys. Um, so that's a couple things, and of course, you know all kinds of uh, Tennessee and Vanderbilt stuff coming up with football, getting closer. Just a little off-season time remaining, then it will be football time. Go check out theathletic.com. Follow Joe on Twitter, at Joe Rexroad. Hey, Joe, thank you for the time as always. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks.